I'm Dr. Michael Dottolo. And I'm Megan Strong. A British man finds a tooth in a sausage and the sausage files suit. An Australian man has force-fed four two-liter Cokes by a dingo. That and more on today's Chairside Live. Welcome to episode 38 of Chairside Live. Megan, how are you? I'm just lovely. How are you? I'm feeling very pretty today. Thank you. We've got an interesting case of the week for you today. We're going to take a look at a new type of retainer. As general dentists, we often get asked by parents to make a new retainer, like a Holly-type retainer, for one of their kids who may have lost it at a McDonald's or a Chuck E. Cheese. And this is a different kind of retainer. It's more aesthetic, and the parents often don't want to go back to the orthodontist. So it might be a good alternative if you find yourself needing to make a retainer like this for one of your adolescent patients. In fact, let's go ahead and take a look at the case of the week now. I was walking through the removable department the other day and I saw the classic Holly retainer. Any, any of us who have gone through uh, orthodontic treatment have uh, worn one of these at one point or another. Um, back in my day, these of course were all pink, a shade that really didn't blend in very well with uh, the palette and now they're clear, so they're getting a little bit nicer. You may have seen some of the suck down ones, some of the people finishing Invisalign will wear the suck down uh, ones, but that covers the occlusal surface and the facial and the lingual of the teeth, so a little difficult to wear during the day. Um, but wearing one of these during the day, you've got this arch wire, this labial arch wire that's very uh, visible as well. And uh, I've been practicing for, for 25 years and you know how often kids lose these. So you'll refer a patient to the orthodontist and it'll be two years after treatment and the kid will do what they always do. They go to McDonald's. Uh, and they wrap it in a napkin and they set it there and then they have lunch and then they forget and the napkin gets thrown away and then mom gets very angry because it's going to cost $300 to get a new uh, Holly retainer and so it's a site that you can see at almost any McDonald's throughout the country if you go after school 3.30, 4pm and drive around the back and you'll see a couple things, usually uh, one or two teenagers in a dumpster uh, digging through the uneaten filet of fish and day-old McNuggets uh, looking for one of these wrapped up in a napkin. They should probably get a, um, uh, the guy, the old dude at the beach with the metal detector to go through there and see, and see if he can find this arch wire with it. But this is kind of the standard um, uh, post-orthodontic retention device most of us have seen. And the thing that caught my eye as I was walking through uh, was a new appliance that we're uh, fabricating here at the lab. And this is called an Astix retainer. And you won't see what's different about it um, just yet. Again, it's got the same uh, clear translucent uh, acrylic uh, on the lingual. And you can see that we've got um, uh, a ball clasp here. If there's not room um, occlusally to be able to take this over the marginal ridges, this can also be wrapped around on the uh, distal of those second molars as well and, and clasp uh, around the back of that. Um, and so it's got the same type of arch wire or the same type of uh, retention with a, an arch wire there. But the difference here is that the arch wire, and it's almost difficult to see, and that's the good news about this, is that this uh, arch wire is actually a uh, polymer composite. And so it's clear just like the acrylic is uh, on the lingual. And so now uh, when somebody wears this to school, if the uh, orthodontist wants them wearing it 24 hours a day, except for when eating, um, it's a, a much more uh, inconspicuous appliance. So the patient can put this on 
and uh, just have this uh, literally almost clear arch wire on the front. In fact, if I put it back on the model, we'll take a look at uh, what this might look like. Of course, this is sitting on a white model instead of human teeth. But you can see now that we have something that looks uh, really pretty nice uh, compared to your typical, we don't have any lips here that would be sitting here. Uh, but when you see it in place in somebody's mouth and everything's wet and their lips here and it's just moving a little, we have a few employees here at the lab who are wearing this, it's a pretty inconspicuous uh, device for somebody to be able to wear. So again, it's called an Astix appliance, A-S-T-I-C-S. -S. Also nice because there's no uh, occlusal coverage here so the patient can get their teeth all the way together unlike maybe a vacuform one where it covers that and they'll uh, kind of be chewing on that as well. Uh, still can be just a little bit um, uh, tough, maybe a week or so to get used to kind of the acrylic back here when the patient talks, but most patients are able to. You have them read out loud from a book or a magazine every night for 20 minutes and within three or four days, uh, almost all teenagers will get used to having this in their mouth. It seems like the adults who actually struggle a little bit more, but when you compare it to the traditional, you can see that we've got really uh, a, a big step forward in terms of being able to hide a post-orthodontic uh, retention device there. So again, this Astix retainer is something we've been making and it's starting to catch up on uh, this one in terms of numbers and it's really just because most dentists uh, still have not heard of this. So you may even want to tell your orthodontist about the Astix appliance if they have not heard about it and, and say that uh, you know your patients might appreciate uh, having one of these um, when they get out of their uh, uh, their fixed appliances and be able to put this on. I remember going to school and having to wear one. All the kids kind of had one, so it wasn't horrible. It was just the kids who wore headgear that got made fun of. Uh, but today, you know, there, there's uh, lots of talk about bullying and other things going on at school. So I think you're really doing your patients a favor by uh, if they lose uh, a retainer after they finish their orthodontic treatment and mom wants you to make another one instead of going back to the orthodontist, uh, consider making one of these Astix appliances uh, so your patient can wear something like this at school or at work and have it be uh, not nearly as noticeable as the old style Holly appliance. Thank you for that, Dr. D. And now let's go to a segment we call Viewer Mail. This week's viewer mail comes to us from Dr. Walter Zoller from Titusville, Florida, and he writes, Hello Mike, another simple reason for light body impression material not setting, you notice that it looks light in color on your example, should be more orange. This is because the DA or doctor did not pre-squeeze a bit of the material out of the cartridge first. Thus, if the catalyst or base is jammed with debris, there will be an uneven distribution of the material, thus affecting the set. The quick solution is to have the DA pre-squeeze the material into the base of the cap or use tip from previous usage, verifying equal distribution prior to placing in the tray. That's it. And that's great. He's referring to uh, last week's Case of the Week where we were talking about the potential causes for why the light body material uh, did not set up inside of the impression. And he's absolutely right. That is one that I, I forgot to mention. Although most of the time, and my dental assistant did used to make this uh, mistake from time to time, but I would get very irate. Uh, the video guys knows that we get ready to take a big impression and uh, the tip would be on and we'd go to start squeezing it and we'd start pulling retraction cords and it'd be stuck and, and nothing would come out. So really, that's part of the reason I didn't include it is because when I think of uh, a cartridge being stuck with debris, I always think of it not coming out. Like you know it because you're squeezing and nothing actually comes out. 
I don't think I've had it before where there was a blockage and it came out um, with a lighter color because they were both getting out just not in the right ratio. But I can obviously see how that would happen. And I actually uh, just took an impression on a patient before we came down here and I took the tip off and I actually kind of smeared the base and catalyst uh, back and forth. And I don't know if it's going to work. I just wanted to see if I might be able to uh, clog a tip doing that by just having a little cross-contamination uh, on the tip. But I'm sure this time it's probably not going to work. And everything will come out. Yeah, there it is coming out just fine, of course, because what because I wanted it to get clogged, so of course it doesn't get clogged. But the point being that, yes, to bleed the tips, to take the tip off, the old tip off, and I just always drag you know, equal amounts, and I want to just pull it along and then look down and be able to see that I have equal amounts of base and catalyst there. And by doing that and swiping it against a 2x2 two two or the tray table, um, anytime you get that off and you see it's coming out evenly, you put a new tip on and, and you know, nine out of 10, nine and a half times out of 10, it's going to be absolutely fine. So thank you. I did overlook that one reason for why you could end up with a thin light body material. We appreciate you uh, uh, chiming in and making sure that our list is complete. And Megan, for giving us that great information, what has he won? Well, he wins, of course, the exclusive Cheerside Live right, autographed right. photo. And this tip. Wonderful. As a souvenir as well, even though it's now uh, officially medical waste. It'll be coming to him anyway. So uh, look forward to that in the mail. Glad you get a chance to see that. And do you have any uh, news for us, Megan? Yes. A 25-year-old Australian man recently learned the hard way what soft drinks can do to you. The man drank between 6 and 8 liters of soda every day for three years. He ignored dentist's warning as his teeth began to rot. At one point, he only had 13 teeth left, and those had to be removed. The decay even caused blood poisoning. He has dentures now and his health has improved. He says his addiction to Coca-Cola started because he didn't like water and was working in a hotel where he had easy access to the sugary stuff. Didn't like water? Right. Who doesn't like water? And even if you don't, power through it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that. I, I, I don't think, uh, you know, after we finish a nice meal and they go, what would you like for dessert? And I go, mm. Um, water would be awesome because that's what I'm craving right now. Sure. But we're pre we're like, you know, 97% water. I don't know how you could say you don't like water. Your body, it would seem, would have this overwhelming urge trying to tell you to do it. But that's four two-liter Coca-Colas every day. That is just absurd. And you know who sees this a lot? Is my friend who's a dentist out in Arizona, Dr. Howard Ferran, who we spoke of before sure. on this show. He says construction workers will be out there and they'll have these two liter uh, Mountain Dews with okay. them and they'll just be hitting those all day long. And wow. so instead of, instead of just you know, downing one and chugging it, you're, you're constantly coating your teeth in the sugar solution throughout the entire day, mm -hmm. eight hours a day. And I just saw that Mountain Dew. Did you see there's now an AM version, a morning version no, of Mountain Dew? No, I didn't. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. So those people uh, addicted to it can now just roll right out of the rack pop a can open and drink it before they head to work. Sure. Got anything else? Yes. A British man was appalled when he opened up a package of pork sausages from the grocery store Tesco and found a human tooth stuck in the side of a sausage. He called Tesco and told them what happened. Tesco denied that it was a tooth and sent him an apology letter and a store voucher for 15 pounds, which is approximately 23 U.S. dollars. The man still insisted it was a human tooth, and the store eventually confirmed it was a tooth after professional analysis decided it was indeed a human tooth, but claims the tooth was not inside the product when it arrived at the store. Tesco sent another voucher for 10 pounds, but that did not satisfy the customer.
Wow. Have you ever found a tooth in your sausage? I can't say that I have, no. It's, I don't know what body parts uh, go into sausage, but they should all be from the pig and you should not find like a human tooth in your sausage. I don't know if you've seen on my desk, we want to do some testing with some new types of preparation. So I have about 200 extracted teeth on my desk and just for fun a lot of times before lunch I'll grab one and I'll put it in my pocket and I never actually do it to the restaurant okay. or just the other people uh, at the table who all work here as well right. but I like to get almost through my salad and go oh my god look at this and I'll put the extracted tooth on the plate now I won't right. leave it there sure uh, but I guess they have a point I guess somebody could do so something like this to right. try to get uh, compensation sure well I mean it uh, if that was their plan it didn't pan out because they got 25 pounds worth of store vouchers to the grocery store it wasn't probably the payday they were trying to to hit but at least it was something, I guess. They were hoping for a multi-million dollar right. uh, settlement, I'm sure. Do you remember um, when they found the pinky in the, in the chili, chili yes, at Wendy's? Yes, at Wendy's. Right. Yes. Yeah, that, that seems like another one, too, where right. that would happen. We, uh, I used to work at a restaurant in high uh -huh. school, and people would eat um, most of their meal and then drop like a staple in there. But there was no, we didn't have a stapler anywhere near sure, it. Sure, so. and you're like, hmm, how did that happen? Yeah, I, I recently purchased some Italian sausage from Trader Joe's, and I brought it home, and I was getting ready to cook it, and when I opened up the package, much like this man was surprised, I found a whole, just huge, long, black hair in the sausage. Wow. Was not, I, I seriously was so sickened, and I took it back to the store, and they had a great, they had a great response to it and said, I apologize profusely, and compensated me for it, but still, it was, oh, left a bad feeling in my stomach. Hairy sausage. No one likes to see that. No. Thanks for those stories, Megan. That about wraps it up for this week's edition of Chairside Live. On behalf of myself, Megan, and everybody here at the laboratory, I want to thank you for your time and your continued commitment to quality dentistry. We'll see you next time.